had to rethink everything about how we do business. It's almost like a meteor hit the entire planet. It's chaos, complete chaos. For businesses large and small. No revenue coming in whatsoever. Coronavirus represents an unprecedented challenge. From Fortune Media, this is reInvent, a podcast about businesses fighting to thrive in a world turned upside down. I'm Adam Lashinsky. And I'm Beth Cohen. The coronavirus has wreaked havoc everywhere. Adam and I are here to bring you stories of the people and the companies trying to meet the demands of this unprecedented moment. Some will triumph, others will crash and burn, and it's all happening right now as we speak. back to our first episode, we talked about the restaurant industry and how it's just getting wrecked by COVID. It's really, really bad. Now six major restaurant chains are facing bankruptcy, including Denny's. All New York City bars and restaurants, up to 50% of them could close permanently within the next six But I, I think one thing that we've really learned throughout all of this is that the restaurant industry is not a monolith. Some are definitely faring better than others. And one type that's started to bounce back already is fast food. And it actually may come out of this period stronger than before. Stronger? Wow, I'd believe that they might do better than some gourmet restaurant where people are sitting cheek by jowl, but stronger? Yeah, well, for one thing, they have scale. Financially, they're definitely better able to weather this period than, say, you know, one single restaurant. But they're also just strangely set up to cater to this very weird consumer moment we're in during COVID, where we are all just trying to avoid human contact. I recently talked with the CEO of McDonald's, Chris Kemchinski. Like other restaurants, McDonald's really took a big hit at the beginning. But McDonald's in September reported just the best month it's had in a decade. And Chris Kay, as he's called within the company, was bullish about what McDonald's can accomplish. I think we're fortunate in that our system uh, came into COVID in a very healthy financial place. Most of our major franchisees were at or near record cash flow, So they had a lot of dry powder, if you will, to withstand the, the shock that came from COVID. Uh, now we think we have an opportunity to get aggressive and that's what we're trying to do. So I completely get that McDonald's as a massive corporation has a big balance sheet, which is good at times like these. And even its franchisees tend to be big businesses too. Beth, what exactly does he mean by getting aggressive? So the company is hugely focused on what it calls the three Ds very conveniently. Digital, drive-through, delivery. Uh, If fast food weren't fast enough already, they want to make it even faster and even easier. For us, it's about being able to control your entire experience at the restaurant, if you so choose, through your phone. So it starts with a, well, geez, I'm thinking about maybe going to McDonald's. So let me now find where's the nearest McDonald's. Now, if you're a frequent customer, we want to be able to anticipate your order. If you're not someone that we know very well, then you would be shown the full menu. But then when you make your order, we might be able to suggest some other things that you might like. So, hey, it's great that you ordered a Big Mac, a small fry, and an Oreo McFlurry, you might also be interested in this. And then as you get on to the property, we were able to know when you've arrived at the restaurant, 
and we can offer you, would you like to pick it up through the drive-through? Would you like to be able to pick it up at curbside? Would you like to run in and pick it up? And while we're not there yet, part of what we want to get to is being able to tell you, hey, the fastest way for you to get it is through this service channel. So you don't have to do the guesswork now of, geez, how fast is the drive-through running versus curbside? And I'd say the other thing is uh, we can do much of that without you even going to the site. That's where delivery comes in. So you can get that same sort of experience of looking at products, being suggested products, and then choosing, you know what, I don't even want to leave the house. I want to be able to order it from home. Adam, I don't know if you picked up on this at all and what Chris Kay was saying, but it also really offers this option for customers to have zero interaction or very limited interaction with another human. And quite frankly, that's what a lot of us want right now. And key in that is also the drive-through where McDonald's just dominates. So first of all, I find that a little bit sad if utilitarian that we are craving these things where we don't need to deal with other humans. But it just strikes me also that McDonald's has been doing this for years, right? Yeah, it's it actually goes back decades. And it's been really important to their business. And I think it's actually going to become even more important going forward. Hi, good to see you. May I help you? Two Big Macs and a chocolate shake. Would you like some french fries with your order, sir? Yeah, drive through I think of as kind of it was the curbside before anybody talked about curbside. So you could argue that we were one of the inventors of the whole uh, click and collect or click and go type of experience. We just happened to do it back in the you know late 1950s, early 1960s. Everything we need to think about in drive through is how do we make it even more convenient? You go through and, and sort of like any process, you just understand where are the pain points still in the experience. A pain point might be, hey, I, I don't want to have to fumble around in my wallet and look for cash to go uh, make my purchase. So now having uh, the ability to do uh, a contactless payment with one of our payment providers, that's another way to take pain point out. So what McDonald's is fantastic about is looking at a process and finding a second here, a second there, a feature here that just incrementally improved the experience. And that's why I think we've been able to, to make drive-through such an important part of it. So we're going through that same exercise. Imagine a scenario where, you know, you now, let's say you are a loyalty member, should you have to go through the regular line? Or maybe we have a line in the drive-through for people who are loyal members who have pre-ordered that can get you on your way even faster. So there is no end to the innovations that we can be doing in drive-through. Another way they've been able to speed up time at the drive-thru is actually pretty simple. They've just taken things off the menu. We have what we call a core menu at McDonald's, which are all the familiar favorites, hamburger, cheeseburger, quarter pounder, Big Mac, chicken nuggets. And and then in some cases, we had uh, other products that go beyond the core menu. What we saw from the customer here was, I'm not looking to go try the greatest new truffle mushroom onion burger. I want familiar favorites that I can count on and depend. And so for us, it was about responding to what the customers were looking for. One of the ancillary or or, or, uh, benefits to that is faster speed of service. If you think about it, fast food has always offered speed. But Chris Kay is arguing that with speed comes another thing that customers are just really looking for right now, and that's safety. The idea of the faster I can get in and out of a place, the safer it is. And 
I think that was for us an insight that led to, hey, this is not just something about, you know, being able to, to take someone's cash earlier. This goes to a fundamental need, which is I want to feel safe. And the faster I can get back home, I feel better about that. And so customers, surprisingly, uh, have been very forgiving about losing some of their familiar favorites. We haven't seen a lot of complaints. I totally get that taking things off the menu can speed up the process of delivering food to people through the drive-through, but I don't intuitively understand why fewer items leads to better safety. So I think the faster you can get in and out of a place, the safer it is, the less exposure you have to other people that might have COVID. So if you can place your order faster because there aren't as many choices, if that then means that the kitchen can get you your food more quickly, that overall, I think, is a safer experience, or at least that's what Chris Kay is arguing. What I'm hearing so far, Beth, is that McDonald's is in the enviable position of probably benefiting from the changes that have happened during this unfortunate time. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Here's what Chris K told me. We expect to be a winner uh, in this. I think when you when you think about the elements of what will be successful to run a restaurant business in the future, certainly having a contactless experience is going to be one part that's a lasting change out of this. The fact that we have two-thirds of our restaurants with drive-through is a big advantage for us. The second is you're seeing that digital is going to become a more and more important part of that, both because of the contactless element, but also because the consumer is looking to, to eat at home with delivery. And so being able to make the investment in a significant digital presence is another thing that, that plays to us. Then I think the third thing for us is the fact that we're a very familiar brand uh, with some sort of iconic brands or products that, that our consumers love. And the other thing we've seen out of this is consumers are gravitating back toward familiar favorites, known brands. So all those things we think position us pretty well through this. When I think of McDonald's, Beth, I think of their ubiquity. I mean, this company's everywhere around the world, right? Le triple cheeseburger arrive chez McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And to get a sense of just how big, I want to bring in Aaron Allen. He's the head of a restaurant strategy firm based in Chicago. When I say McDonald's is big, this is what I mean. If you take all of the people on planet Earth, we're under 8 billion. If you take the estimates of every person that has ever been on planet Earth, you get to about 107 billion. McDonald's has sold enough hamburgers to have sold three to every human that's ever been on planet Earth. They're massive, but... It's also important to realize that for a while, they were struggling to stay relevant. We'd seen the rise of chains like Panera and Chipotle, you know, not fast food options, but sort of higher end chains. We'd also seen what's called better burger companies like Shake Shack really take off. And McDonald's honestly was struggling to compete. Aaron Allen says McDonald's realized that it just had to get with the times. McDonald's had a, a great quote a few years back as they started this turnaround to say they woke up and realized that the business had changed more outside the four walls than they had inside the business over the previous five years. 
And so they set about with this modernization strategy that really has helped propel them ahead competitively. And it's one of the rarest cases where you can see an oil tanker move with the same speed and agility as a speedboat. I get that they were struggling to compete against all these new concepts, Beth, but they also still had Burger King and Wendy's and Jack in the Box to compete against too, right? Yeah, I mean, they compete with anything else you might consider eating. They are competing for what's known in the industry as share of stomach. Basically, there's a limited amount of food you eat every day, and McDonald's wants to be as big a part of that as possible. Here's Aaron Allen. To a certain extent, their competition really is a dramatic shift in the consumer and not being able to keep up with that. McDonald's has picked a lot of fights through the years, and when they see a competitor come along that starts to take share, whether they're doing that selling pizza or subs or espresso coffee, they'll add those to the menu to fight their 20 strongest competitors all at one time. So, Beth, I'm listening to this, and I'm just not buying it. I I could swear that I haven't been in a McDonald's in 15 years, and I I walk by them from time to time. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't eat at McDonald's ever. I'm saying that I wouldn't choose McDonald's over, say, Panera or Chipotle, two examples that we've already used, because those just strike me as cleaner and better and not competitors to McDonald's still. That's definitely an image that McDonald's has been trying to shake in the last couple years. That's they've invested heavily on sprucing up the inside of their stores. But I think what's so interesting about right now is they're saying, you know what? Actually, consumers don't care about this as much. You're not necessarily going into the store to eat. You're you're getting your food as fast as you can and you're taking it home. So in some ways, this is their moment. I think, you know, certainly the landscape of what dining out looks like and what the restaurant industry looks like is going to be very different. Back to the beginning of the conversation, you know, many of the smaller players and and people that were focused on on dining, I think, are unfortunately are going to struggle to come through this. So I think you're going to see those things that are going to be sort of lasting changes on the experiential side of uh, what it means to eat out at a restaurant. I think that that idea of eating out is now blurring. In many cases, it's about eating out as eating in. So I'm going to bring the eat out experience to inside my house. And that previously was the province or domain of pizza. It's now becoming the domain of a lot of different dine out types of concepts. So Chris Kay says dining in is the new dining out. What do you think about that? I can't help but thinking that this whole contactless revolution on the one hand is, you know, a a good reaction to the times that we live in, but at the same time, incredibly sad. I mean, I'm craving human interaction, not a contactless interaction, but I I do get it. The idea of, uh, you know, lowering my window just enough to accept the bag of food is very appealing right now. Yeah. And A trend we're seeing across the industry is this return to known and established brands. And this isn't just in restaurants. This is also in the grocery store aisle, right? People are looking for comfort. Um, They're risk averse a little bit. And this is a reversal of something that we've seen in recent years with consumers, you know, getting a little more adventurous, trying new things. But in this moment, they just want what they want. They want that thing that 
just is so familiar. And that's something that McDonald's just really is for a lot of people. Our show is produced and edited by Wyatt Orm. Music is by Brian Campbell of Signal Sounds NYC. Executive producers are Mason Cohn and Megan Arnold. Reinvent is a production of Fortune Media. I have an important question to ask you, Beth. Are they still selling chocolate shakes? Yes, Adam. I'm like appalled that you're asking me this question. You got to get, you got to go to McDonald's. <laughs> I have to, because that's what I really want, even more than a Big Mac, is a McDonald's chocolate shake.